Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name's Asan. And I'm Derek. Derek, what's up? What are you doing this week? How's it going? Oh, jeez, this week. Uh, been a pretty boring week. Um, okay. Oh, no. Went to a friend's baby shower on Saturday, which was nice. Oh, um, they're uh-huh. longtime friends. Love them to death. They're yeah. having a baby. So we went oh, okay. there and uh, very surprised. A uh, a gal that I bartend for fairly frequently didn't know she was friends with them. So she walked in the room and I was like, oh, I went from knowing like just the couple and my mm-hmm. wife to, oh, I have another friend, you know. And it's like a bar friend. So it's like, all right, yeah. cool. Like, there we go. We can hang out. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. super nice. Yeah. So it went from being kind of a, you know, it's slightly awkward. You know, kind of like, hey, how are you? What's your name? To like, oh, good. I can like shorthand have conversation with you. Um, (laughs) We've all been there. Yep, we all have. We all have. When you just find somebody you even slightly know, it's like, oh, thank God. (laughs) My island in the storm. Um, Yeah. (laughs) uh, Yeah. So other than that, uh, just been hanging out. uh, yeah, it's been a pretty mellow week, and mm-hmm. uh, you know it's a great way to stay in shape. Yeah, it's a great way to stay in shape. <laughs> cool. Um, uh, this week, uh, what have uh, been doing this week? Uh, just the usual week. Uh, just doing a lot of improv. Um, I started a new three three person improv team called YHF, uh, and that is we had our first show. How'd it uh, go? This. Yeah, great. This past week was great. We Good. did um, a show called Holy Shit Improv at UCB, uh, which is produced by a buddy of mine named Casey Fay, um, and it was a great show. Um, we got some more shows coming up. We're doing uh, we're doing Wild Indie Nights, which is a show at UCB on Sunday night. Okay. This coming Sunday uh, uh, at 10, 10 p.m., I believe. Uh, and then um, we're also doing Cage Match, uh, UCB's Cage Match, which is happening um, August 16th at uh, 10 p.m. as well. So cool. Fun show's coming up for that. Sweet. Um, yeah, saw, uh, let's see, I saw a movie this week. I saw Haunted Mansion this week. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. What'd you think? Yeah, I thought it was, it was fine. Worth it? it was go, good. Worth it to go see it in the theaters or wait till it comes on Disney Plus after they strip everybody of all their individual, you know, of all the collective, you know, profiles yeah. and make us all get individual stuff if it was halloween time right now i'd say maybe go run out and go see it but it's it, because it's not yeah uh, why didn't they release it around halloween i don't know very weird very hmm. weird timing um very strange yeah uh i think yeah i don't know why they did that but um yeah uh, see it when it comes out don't necessarily okay. need to run out for it it's okay. fine um it's fine uh, i think it's uh they did a good job of not trying to shoehorn it. Like all the elements of the ride that are in it feel like natural and organic and not like ham fisted, which oh, is good. really good. That was my fear. Uh, yeah. No, it's good. Um, and now a- it's this part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why? Because it happens on the ride. Because the script <laughs> says so. And yeah. we wrote the script while we rode through the ride. How many times? Yeah. Once. <laughs> yeah. We were drunk. Recent- too. Recently? No. No, when I was six. Yeah. How old are you? 58. (laughs) Um, Ah. uh, uh, This makes a lot of sense. Uh, (laughs) No, it's fine. Uh, It's fine. It's a fine film. Uh, It's uh, a kid's movie uh, and uh, is 
it's totally fine. Uh, everyone's having. Everyone seemed like they were having a good time making it, so that's uh, good. That's hey, what more can you ask for, right? I mean, honestly, for that a movie like that, it's like if you can tell everybody was having fun, that's gonna pull through. It's like Dungeons and Dragons, right? You could tell yes. everybody had a blast doing that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it comes through on the screen. It's great. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I love it's uh, like that. yeah. It's not quite as good as Dungeons and yeah. Dragons, but uh, doesn't it's fine. need to be. It's hey, fine. doesn't need to be super good as long as everybody's having a good time. You know, it's it it comes through. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. Um, I've been watching the new season of Futurama on oh, Hulu. Yes, I caught the first um, episode. I haven't seen past that. What do you think so far? Yeah, I think it's fine so far. It's I mean, it's 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 on par with what I would expect from Futurama. Um, it's it's tough watching Futurama like weekly. Because uh, okay. I'm so used to binging, binging it. it. Yes, <laughs> yeah. dude. I'm so I, used I, to being able to watch it whenever I want. <laughs> when I realized they were gonna release it uh, weekly, I was like, "Oh man, that's gonna." Oh. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, not my I favorite. Least, I need like four episodes at a time. Yeah, I yeah, because it's one of those shows where like there's no over. It's very. I mean, it's an episodic cartoon show, yeah. so it's like. I, I just kind of want to be able to watch all of these. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but if no, you it's please. good. I mean, it's not. Um, I will say this: it's it hasn't done anything yet that's like really blown me away in terms of like oh you know new and improved Futurama. Oh, but like it's we also this. yes, but yeah. it's also not doing anything where I'm like man, I really wish they hadn't brought this back. So okay. like it's kind of just fine. You know what I mean? It's good. It's Honestly, Futurama. What more could you ask for for a show <laughs> exactly. that's that old? You know exactly. Uh huh. Exactly. Um, sad news in sort of that realm. Uh, Ooh yes. Uh, one of the voice actors, uh, Johnny Hardwick, I believe is his name. Yes, yes, Johnny uh, Hardwick. Who played Dale on... Dale um, Gribble. Dale Gribble on King of the Hill. Unfortunately, passed away this week. Um, he was set to return as Dale Gribble in the, the reboot of King of the yes. Hill. But um, uh, unfortunately, as uh, apparently, it seems like that's not going to happen anymore. Unless they've recorded some of it already, which I don't think is the case. I don't think they um, have yet. Yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, Dale Dude, Gribble is one of my favorite characters. Um, I saw be that this morning and I was like, that. oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer. You know what? <laughs> I gave a little soft like, God damn it, Dale. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, and, and, a, and, a, and a dang it was heard throughout the world. Ah, um, yes. Yeah, so a uh, little bit of a bummer uh, uh, in the animation world, but... Um, yeah, so that was my week. Um, watch some stuff, as always. Um, and, uh, yeah, shall we jump into some news? Let's do it. DMs, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Let me I pull s- The first two I sent you were silly, so ignore those. <laughs> okay. I will. We'll do that. Um, we'll ignore. Um, let's see. Disney Plus is going up again in price? Yep. And they are deleting... The, the group shared accounts, much like yes. Netflix. Because so, Bob Iger yeah. <laughs> is a soulless vacuum of human being. Yeah. And, and he hates uh, poor people. <laughs> yeah, and he hates poor people and doesn't understand why they're poor. I yeah. told AJ, I was like, the problem is, like, we're all addicted to the media. So yeah. we need, we're going to pay it. But mm-hmm. what happens when there's no more money for them? Yep. <laughs> like, we yeah, just look know. at them on Twitter like, you, ha- you have it all. Like, yep. congratulations, you win the game. What are you going to do now? <laughs> like, yeah. Sorry, Mr. Iger, there's no more money on Earth to make. 
quick that I will sp- separate Disneyland into its separate kingdom and we shall rule the West Coast. Yeah, exactly. And I will fight the President of the United States for corporate superiority. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think know the if that's only what thing... he sounds like, but that's my Bob Iger. What if that was exactly how he sounded? God, I would, I would die. This is why we don't let him speak to the public. Yeah. <laughs> bop, 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 bop. No, yeah. <laughs> this is why we have PR people. I'm just going to let him know. No, 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 no. Get away from the door, Bob. Mm-hmm. His secretary, yeah, when he yeah. comes out of his office, he's like hiding behind a plant. She's like, I see you, Bob. Back inside, please. <laughs> yeah. With a spray bottle with water. <laughs> dejectedly, <laughs> like, dejectedly, like yeah. Charlie Brown, just dragging the plant back inside. Doo, doo, yeah. doo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um. Uh, yeah, looks like uh, l- looks like uh, Invincible season two and three. Yes. Uh, re- seems like they batch recorded all, all yeah. the audio for both seasons uh, because Robert Kirkman said in an interview recently that you won't have to wait nearly as long for season three as we've had to for season two. Um, which yeah, probably means that that's how they went about it, which is great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, keep keep that show coming. It's great. Oh. <laughs> um. I know. I will take I, as much of that as you're willing to give out. I Amazon. am ready to binge the first season again in anticipation for the second season. Yep. Same. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, did you see the trailer for The Continental? I have. What um, did you think? I think it looks fun. Um, I like that it's a period piece. I don't think I knew that going in. No, I did. Um, I didn't either. Yeah, it's 70s New York, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, this looks this looks fun. Uh, who's this main guy we're following? I don't know if I recognize him right away. Dude, that's that's the young Ian McShane. Oh, yeah. No, no, I, no. I no. I meant the the actor. Who's the actor? Oh, Do we know the, the actor? actor? I'm so sorry. Is um, is it the guy from Succession? It kind of looks like him. I could be wrong. Is it the is Kieran Culkin? Is that who you're thinking of? Yes. Is that who it is? No. That's not Kieran Culkin. It looks a lot like Kieran Culkin. <laughs> Are you sure you're not Kieran Culkin? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the game show. Are you sure you're not Kieran Culkin? <laughs> Here's our first guest, Kieran Culkin. <laughs> and our second guest, Kieran Culkin. <laughs> and our third, Kieran Culkin. <laughs> the the audience in some in some uh universe where uh sus- like just people are just easily taken by suspense everybody's like oh, oh. <laughs> Colin Woodell okay is his name uh he is from San Francisco all right California is that a show or is that just part of his biography he's from the no, city No he's from San, San Francisco California okay um so that started out as a weird accent, and then I realized I could morph it and try and do it in Antonio Banderas, and then I abandoned it a little bit mm-hmm. halfway through, so I apologize. Uh, anyway, so he's uh, Continental. Uh, the flight uh-huh. attendant and ambulance are what he, are what he is oh, known for. Oh, he was an ambulance. Okay. Oh, he's on Kaylee Coco's show, The Flight Attendant. Yeah, this looks great. It looks expensive. Um, yep. It looks... It looks like they Fun. took the time to put some stunt stuff in it, like actually choreograph stunt fights, which I'm that's what action needs to hinge on now. And I, I also like that because it's a period piece, um it's not 
uh, it's not so focused on like the pistol, the kung, like the gun foo. It's yeah. a little bit more like because let's let's be honest, guns in the seventies were not handguns, especially in the seventies, aren't quite what they are today. New, uh, and so <laughs> and so the weapon, the you weaponry could say is a little things bit. Things have evolved since the seventies. <laughs> yeah, the, one could say that. <laughs> Though the machines of warfare have definitely evolved since the seventies. Slightly, but I love only <laughs> slightly. Yeah, only slightly. Um, so I like that they this added is a little new bit sights. Yeah, I like that it's a little bit more analog. Uh, there's yes. a lot more like there's sword play and yes. there's an RPG and things like that. Uh, the muscle cars, all of this looks great. I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited for this. Um, yeah, I think the show's gonna the be good. The one thing I hope they don't do mm-hmm. is tie in the car because I start already saw the Mustang. So I'm hoping oh, they yeah, don't yeah. do like John Wick's Mustang was given to him by Ian McShane because it was his Mustang that's pro- originally. That's probably definitely I, I, what's like, going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's probably. Sorry if you were listening and I did that. I just. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, I'm I mean, so sick of like just pointless sentimentality. Like, you yeah, don't. Well, need- if you can't afford, <laughs> if you can't afford to have uh, Keanu Reeves in the show, then maybe you can have something you recognize from the movie. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but doesn't need to tie the Continentals. What we recognize from the movie. That's true. That's true. The setting's already there. We spend so much time in the Continental, in 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 New York and internationally. That mm-hmm. like how how have you for, if you're a fan of the John of John Wick how have you forgotten like we don't need yeah. this extra little tie-in just let John Wick's expensive awesome Mustang just be his car and the reason why like don't give it this mm-hmm. extra sentimental reason why he goes after it no it should just strictly mm-hmm. be about his dog and that's what ignites mm-hmm. him not like extra yeah. ooh the lore and background of John Wick Sorry. maybe they won't they maybe they just won't call it out and he'll just drive a Mustang as well that, you know what <laughs> if they do. Great. No complaints. Won't say a single thing <laughs> against it. If they go at the end of the series, here, John, I'm going to be like, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Do you think we get a de-aged Keanu Reeves at all in this? Uh, <laughs> I highly doubt it. But. I don't think so. I think because he was in, uh, technically, according to the lore and the legend, he was in Eastern Europe at that time. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. He would have been training because um, he trained the assassins through the, if I remember my John, John Wick lore, mm-hmm. he trained through the Russian mob syndicate through, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, that house he has to go to in the last one and yeah. like mm-hmm. ask for them to reinstate him or whatever. Yeah. Um, we're also getting, uh, don't forget, we're also getting uh, the ballerina from with uh, Anna Darmus. Oh, that's right. And he's supposed to be in that. He's supposed uh, to be in that yeah, one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. Yeah. Speaking of Peacock shows, because uh, this will be on Peacock. Yep. Um, I finished uh, the first season uh, and probably last season of Twisted Metal. Oh um, no. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't. I doubt the sh- the show seemed like it. It's, it seems like an expensive idea that they were able to kind of skate by and get it done on the cheap because it's the first season. But if they tried to do another season, unless, have to up the uh, budget. yeah, unless NBC universal was willing to give them a lot more money to make it. I don't think you could do a second season of the show. Gotcha. Um, it's a fine, it's fine. The show's fine. It's not terrible. It's not the best show ever. 
Um, but I, I can't see them, uh, especially in the climate we're in now with like studios pretending to be penny pinchers. Uh, I, I don't know if this is going to get a second season, but I did finish watching it and I was right in the finale is when you get your big everyone's in a car fighting each other scene. Mm-hmm. And um, I would have while I appreciated them trying to do the Last of Us thing where like, hey, we're telling you a story about this guy and then we're making this whole story out of this. I kind of would have liked it to be more of just like a tournament because they set up this crazy sort of like cartoon world uh, that they all exist in. So you could just do a tournament like there. It it felt like they were trying to like ground it. It's like, oh, we can't just do a tournament with some weird guy that lives underground because that's too that's too weird. But then like there's a lot of weird shit that happens in the show. So I feel like they could have done that. Um, Huh. But uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting show. Uh, if you're at all interested, I would say watch it. But because uh, it's pretty breezy too, I binged it. All the episodes are available immediately, and I binged okay. it over like two days. Okay. Uh, and I think you can. Uh, I think you can. You can do that too. It's uh yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, it was fine. a show. It was a show. It came and went, and uh, it's impressive that they made a TV show. Um, <laughs> What else we got here? Not every video game adaptation is going to be a hit. Uh, Sydney no. Sweeney is to play Spider-Woman in Madam Web. She's supposed Great. to be playing uh, the second Spider-Woman, um, I believe. Julia Carpenter Okay. her name. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, yep. She's popping up everywhere. She's probably going to do great. She's a great actress. Yep. Um, yeah. All right. Sydney Sweeney. Yep. Doing no it. Issues. Doing it big. Um, uh, what else? Sonic the Hedgehog three here. is set to begin filming in September without actors due to strikes. Interesting. <laughs> so, so I wonder if they're yeah, I wonder if they're going to do all the non-human interaction scenes first and hope everything blows over by then. Yeah, yeah. Because so, uh, on Geekster, the second slide is like them using like the stand-in. Yes. That they have, like the mock-ups. So yeah, they'll be shooting like background plates and stunt plates and all that kind of stuff. Which makes sense, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh do what you gotta do, I guess. Uh I don't uh I thought I don't I thought a union, some unions were striking out of solidarity, so I don't know which ones this affects. But um yeah, interesting. Interesting choice to just continue on with that. We'll see how how that affects this production or not. Um yeah, I guess these movies continue to make money, so they're going to make yeah. more, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how many more stories you have to tell in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie world, but... Yeah, kids like them, I guess. Uh, and they're not offensively bad or anything. It's just, they're just kind of dull. Um, yeah. yeah. But kids seem to love them, so more power to them, I guess. Bright colors and a lot of movement. You can take your kids to them, you know? Yeah, I read something about... Um, to. to, to uh, pivot away from Sonic a little bit. Sure. Um, I, re- I was reading about the the last voyage of the Demeter. Uh, yeah. uh, this morning, and um, it's been a long day. <laughs> uh, I I'm interested in seeing it because it's the same. I real I didn't realize this. It's the same director who directed Troll Hunter. Do you remember that movie? Yes. Yeah, the, like the Icelandic movie about oh, the, cool. the people. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it seems like this director. is his like first big like American feature. So uh, I'm interested to see how that plays out. Um, there's a couple really good actors in it too um, that are uh, 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 that were surprising to me. So I'm I'm looking forward to to checking that movie out. Um, I have read some reviews saying it's not great, um, but I'm still interested. Uh, it doesn't was, look great, but I'm also gonna watch it. 
Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, uh, or I think you should too. Because, uh, yeah, I didn't know that it's also adapted from like one chapter of the Dracula book. Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Um, so that's also interesting to me. I may read that chapter before I go watch the movie or listen to it on audiobook or something. Do it. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see in the movie. I, I have a soft spot in my heart for like uh, p- period horror, but then also like action horror, also like creature featurey type stuff. I love all that kind of stuff, vampire stuff. This is like, this is. This is a movie designed to get me to a theater at, at 2 p.m. on an afternoon and shove exactly. popcorn in my face. And so. I think they know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they yeah. know that. I think they have their target audience already like like lined up. And it's like, we are they are matinee folks. 100%. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, uh, that, I was just reading about that today. I yeah. thought that would have been an, no, it an, looks inter- fun. an interesting looks aside. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, Adam Devine says Marvel ruined comedy films. Yeah. Um, Pitch Perfect and Workaholic star Adam Devine feels Marvel ruined comedy films because the latter's budgets can't compare with the likes of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 or the Marvels. Um, that's just a little bit. I haven't read past that. I I brought this up and I sent this to you specifically because yeah. I wanted to bring up bring up a point that I've yeah. specifically been pondering on because I also have been noticing a lack of quality comedies that have yeah. been made lately. And yeah. You know, we we look back at like the '80s and '90s as like the golden age of like you know the the hour and a half long to you know long comedy f- movie, right? Mm-hmm. Where you know you see your Saturday Night Live actors and people, your funny men that you know, like up on screen just goofing off and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand like the the financial impact that it has because a lot of actors want to get that big paycheck. And all that kind of stuff, and try to make it into Marvel because, mm-hmm. like, who the hell wouldn't? You're set for life once you do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But my counter to Mr. Divine would be mm-hmm. that is it that Marvel ruined movies, or is society so serious right now that we don't really have a whole lot to like laugh about? Yeah, I so I that's interesting. That's an interesting take. I think that's part of it. I think um yeah, I think that's definitely part of it. I don't mean serious I, in the like you can't make jokes anymore. I just mean like right. we are not in a good place in society. You know what I mean? True. So yeah. like what is there to laugh about right now? Sure. Um no, I I totally hear you. I think that's why uh certain comedies are not being made right now for sure. Right. Um it's it's really hard to do any sort of like satire right now because everything kind of seems seems like we're living in clown world right now um we live in the matrix <laughs> yeah yeah like and it's gaslighting yeah. us right um i think the bigger thing it, it, and it's even bigger than marvel movies i think the thing that has eliminated um or severely reduced because there are still comedies that have come out that have done actually pretty well um i think the reason we don't get big studio comedies like we used to is primarily because yeah we don't need pg-13 comedies anymore so the big pg-13 comedy like the teen comedies that weren't r-rated like i'm thinking like bring it on um early 2000s style pg-13 sort of mtv style comedies we're not going to get any more of those probably because PG-13 movies now are, like, solely reserved for, like, giant budget Marvel movies. So Marvel movies have have gotten rid of those comedies for sure. Like, we're probably never going to see a Mean Girls again. You know what I mean? Right. Unless, unless it's an A24 style, like, level budget. We're not, we're not right. going to see a $100 million PG-13 movie, a comedy movie anymore. That's just not going to happen. Um, and that's more so because of streaming, I think. Right, it's, right. Uh, now, because... 
you're competing with people's attention, not just in theaters, but on streaming as well. And, and, and uh, we will see those movies. They just won't be in theaters. Um, they'll be on streaming platforms. Right. Um, if something's going to be in theaters now, it has to like justify bringing it into theaters. So I think the only comedies that outside of superhero stuff that we're going to get in theaters is going to be, you know, low budget comedies that have like a hook. Like uh, uh, that's why I think we're seeing a lot of like um, um, sort of more culturally specific comedies mm-hmm. um, that are coming out. Like the the movie, um, uh, what's the movie out that's out right now with Sherry Cola in it? Um, Shortcomings which is about um, uh, uh, two Asian-American leads. Um, I think we're going to continue to get uh, m- movies movies that are low-budget comedies but have, like, a hook, whether it's a culturally specific sure. sort of premise or, like, some kind of high-concept premise. Um, and I think the only big-budget comedies we're going to get are, like, R-rated, are big-budget R-rated comedies uh, featuring big movie stars, kind of right. like... The the like the dog the talking dog movie we're getting from Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx oh, we're gonna yeah. get stuff like that for sure, um, but uh, in terms of like we're not gonna get uh, unfortunately in theaters we're probably never gonna see there's something about Mary or something like that in, right. in theaters anymore. Tommy, it just Boy doesn't exist. Happen, but I, I don't think it's due to necessarily only because of Marvel movies. I no. think it's more so streaming. No, no, uh, I think I think yeah. streaming, but I also think that just we as a society don't have a whole lot to laugh about right now. True. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, totally. Um, yes. Uh, a group what of more than 50 here? onset VFX workers have voted to unionize at Marvel. Good for them. Yeah, hopefully that works out. Yes, I, I think visual so effects artists well. definitely need a, a union. Uh, they need they have needed one for a while, so yes, I hope this works out. And it's only going to they're only going to continue to need one. Mhm. As things go, so. Um, Especially because um, it's so crazy. Like, just from the like the few like visual effects channels that I've been following on YouTube and stuff like that, the way visual effects works for anyone out there who's not familiar, like on a something like Mar- a Marvel movie, like there are entire studio like visual effects studios that just get hired to do like one element of the movie, and so there'll yep. be like twelve between ten and twenty visual effects studios working on one movie, and they're not. And when you <laughs> so when you have a situation like that, you have to be able to collective bargain because they'll just be able to like undercut you or like be able to say, oh, we're, never mind. You guys don't do this. We'll go to this other studio. There's like no protections for the for the artists. Right. So like they definitely need a union for they sure. They really do. They really do. Next um, time you guys, I would say next. I always like appreciate when, especially on a Marvel movie mm-hmm. or something like that, when the VFX artist section comes up in the credits. And you just oh, yeah. watch that solid wall of names go for like about thirty seconds. <laughs> yes, dude, it's crazy, crazy. Um, uh, another little sad piece of Hollywood news: William Friedkin, director of The Exorcist, French Connection, uh, he passed away. He did. Um, at eighty-seven, uh, pretty good life. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, Exorcist is a classic. He, he you know, not defined bad for horror one of the, for, for directing one of the most iconic horror movies of all time. <laughs> Yeah, not bad, not bad, not a bad life. Um, So yeah, rest in peace to William Friedkin. Yes, absolutely. Uh, The Crown star Emma Corrin will reportedly reportedly be portraying Charles Xavier's evil twin Cassandra Nova in Deadpool 3. Nice. I have no idea what this character is, but I'm I'm excited to get casting about this movie. Um, Um, 
You want to read both what the character is? Yeah. So basically, long story short, uh, I know he tried to kill her at one point oh. because she's evil. She also has his like power set, I believe. Um. Oh no! Yes. Oh, he tried to kill her when they were when they were babies in the womb or something like that. Some weird X Men. It was one of those weird X Men drama moments where you go, "What?" Um. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yes. And so she, yeah, basically tries to kill her in the womb. Um. She survives and then essentially lives her life trying to uh build herself up powerful enough to destroy him. Interesting. Interesting. So mm-hmm. I shall probably be the big bad of Deadpool mm-hmm. 3, I would that's imagine. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. I'm into that. Um, that Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, I'm excited for that movie. I, I can't lie. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Do you got know what I love a little here? twist of irony? Yep. Hit me. <sighs> One of the financiers of The Sound of Freedom, that QAnon Jim Caviezel movie. Yeah. That anti shot got arrested for child kidnapping. Ah, uh, but of course. But of course. <laughs> yeah. Mm. No, but it's them. The enemies come from the outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Sure. Um, um, we're getting a Monopoly movie, a live action Monopoly sure, movie. We sure are. <laughs> it's officially in development. Do you already have it? Isn't it called the show? Isn't it the show called Billionaires? Yeah, or Secession for or that Secession? matter. Yeah, Succession. Yeah. Like that's yeah, like Monopoly. <laughs> uh, yeah, live action monopolies in the works from Lionsgate and Hasbro, a partnership I like to refer to as Lionsbro. Um, <laughs> Lionsbro. <laughs> um, yeah, live action monopoly movie. Okay, yeah. Uh, especially, I'm sure they're in, in planning to do that after the success of Barbie. Oh um, no, they, they are. Could... It's, it's they're all gonna be yeah. doing it all. Like Mattel <laughs> and, has that, and if Hasbro's doing this, I was talking to somebody else. I was like, I hope they take a lesson from this and actually do like a GI Joe level. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. do a GI Joe, but like you could do it like Barbie. Like have the weird practical sets in the background and just make it kind of mm-hmm. like hyper colored and like that would be amazing. Just GI Joe, like it'd be great. Do it as a comedy. I yeah. Like to me, that's the way to do GI Joe. It's oh. It's the anti-industrial war machine comedy. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, yeah. How great would that be? That'd be amazing. And and this Monopoly movie can be a takedown of capitalism. Like all of the, it's all here. You just gotta yeah, do exactly. it right. Let's use toys. You know what I mean? to, let's use it. the toys we used to play with to teach us how to take down everything. Yep. Um, yeah. So hopefully that's good. Yo, um, I always am like, I hope that's good. Uh, oh, this is hilarious. Uh, uh, Toby Maguire says Spider-Man No Way Home reinvigorated his interest in performing. Yep, and that's after um, I we also got... would like $20 million. Yes, I also, again, would like $20 million. Yes, sir, I also, too, would like 20 I once again ask you for $20 million. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, but I would say it's interesting news coming after Sam yeah. Raimi. It got leaked that Sam Raimi has a Spider-Man 4 script. Yeah. I could totally you know. see that movie happening, um, and I'm all, I'm all for it. I think a lot of people really love that franchise, myself included. Oh, uh, AJ, so, yeah, she's like, that's the Spider Man for me, and I'm like, I okay. know, I know a surprising number of people who that's the only Spider Man franchise they've seen. Yeah, oh like, yeah, they haven't seen anything past. Oh that. no, and once like, Tobey wow. Maguire, they're like, right. why? I saw Tobey yeah, Maguire, exactly. and I was like, because it. I mean, Andrew Garfield's is good in its own right for its own stuff, yeah. and Tom Holland. I mean, it's totally. just different versions. Oh, but you don't care about it like I do, so I won't like 
bore you or scare you with my amount of knowledge. Yeah, and and honestly, like I think it's some a lot of times it's it's like baloney when people say this, but I do think that uh, uh, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield walked so that Tom Holland could run. One hundred percent. Yeah, like they both. They, I yeah, will say this: totally. if we're gonna do remakes, if Sony's invest invest in doing remakes, make an Andrew mm-hmm. Garfield Spider Man three where he gets the symbiote suit, mm-hmm. and make a Toby Maguire Spider Man four. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna do uh, yeah. it, do it. Yeah, I mean, because they're compl- going to. I won't complain. <laughs> yeah, I won't either. Uh, eventually, I mean, they ha- the idea has to at least be on the table somewhere, even if it's on the edge of the table. On someone's desk somewhere. Yeah, and there's got to be on someone's <laughs> desk somewhere a a script for a live action, or at least an idea for a live action Spider Verse movie, which mm-hmm. I think would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a ways to go before we get there uh, because yeah. we still need a live action Miles Morales. But that being said, um, actually, you know what would be really cool is if all right, hear me out. All right, I'm, I'm listening. So, Sony does, uh, you know, the Spider Woman movie. That's what they got next. They do their they do their second Spider Verse and or their conclusion to the the Miles Morales Spider Verse movie, right? Right. Um, and in that movie, there's a cliffhanger. Oh. Not necessarily a cliffhanger like with the last one, where it's like, how does the story resolve? The story's resolved. But there's like a, a you leave the door open for Miles traveling to other other multiverses, and then you do your next Spider-Man Tom Holland movie, which they're going to do. And once all the Avenger stuff is wrapped up, because you're going to need Spider-Man in that. Um, but once that's wrapped up, you do you can jump right into your live-action Spider-Verse movie, uh, and you can have the Miles Morales be the animated Miles Morales, but now live-action. So it's like the same character. Yeah. But now he's live action. So where you don't necessarily need a whole live action Miles Morales movie to set up the character, you can just have that character come to live action. You know what I mean? I like that. That way you don't have to like, because I feel like we we know so much about Miles Morales now. We've gotten three movies, or we will have had three movies by the yeah. time this is over. Um, so I, just bring him in. Why, yeah, not? why not? They they brought in Donald Glover to the the animated movie. Why not? Um, yeah, that's my pitch. I love it. Uh, Galactus will, pur- will purportedly be the main villain of Marvel's Fantastic Four. Great. I think he needs to be. Which begs the question, um, Silver Surfer, question mark? I think has to be in this. Eden Moss Bacharach. Oh, they've, from, uh-huh. they, they've already cast him? Well, Eden Moss Bacharach from uh, The Bear is oh, uh, reportedly right. been cast as uh, the Silver Surfer. And then leading Ooh. to that, uh, Vanessa Kirby and Joseph Quinn are rumored to be cast as Sue and Johnny Storm. Mm-hmm. And I've been seeing it so much, and I haven't been seeing anybody, like, correcting it uh-huh. that I'm thinking it must be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and did, did Mr. Fantastic, did they come down on who that's going to be? Uh, Matt Smith was the rumored to be the offered latest the one, role. Right? That was the latest one. I don't know if he is still on level. Maybe it's earlier in this week. I don't know if mm-hmm. he's still on the level of it or interested in it. But um, yeah, yeah, that's who was. On uh, the and apparently, Antonio Banderas was offered the role of Galactus. Uh, it doesn't say whether or not he de- declined it or accepted it, but he I hope was he declined. I can't think of a single person that fits Galactus least. You said what? Oh, you don't think you don't like Antonio Banderas as Galactus? I don't like him for that choice. Don't get me wrong. 
I like the accent for Galactus. If he does mm-hmm. the dark, you know, kind of like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Grumble, raspy. Like, that's yeah. cool. But they're going to try and do mocap, and I just don't. Yeah. I I used to be obsessed with Antonio Banderas when I was a kid. Uh-huh. Because he made some really kick-ass movies when I was a kid. Sure, yeah. But, like, now that he's gotten older, like, his, his show up in Dial of Destiny, I was like, no. Mm. No, that, he was like, he was woefully misused in that though. <laughs> we're not even woefully misused. Just why? Yeah, it's like why, why is make he in it this? Antonio Banderas? It distracts from the fact that it's Harrison Ford on screen. It's like why yeah. is he? You're immediately like AJ immediately stopped. She turned, stopped listening to the movie, and she turned to me. And the, when we were watching it, and she was like, "Who is that?" I was like, "That's Antonio Banderas." She's like, "Has he been in the other movies?" I was like, "Did you see him in the other movies?" And she was like, "No." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, I don't know why he's here." Yeah. It's uh, it was a weird choice. Uh, if that character is Antonio- not going to matter, why make him Antonio Banderas? Exactly. <laughs> Antonio Banderas is such a specific actor. You have to use him. It's like throwing Russell Crowe as Zeus in um, Thor: Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. It immediately makes you just go, "What?" Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird choice. That's um, why I don't think in, I don't like Antonio Banderas for Galactus. Like, don't get me wrong, the voice would be cool. But I just don't think he. I just I don't know. There's just something about it, like and I and I even like him. Like I want him to do what I want him to do more stuff. But like this just doesn't. It just doesn't fit for me. What about uh? How about Javier Bardem? Now I'm listening. (laughs) Now you have my attention. Yeah, I was listening. Now (laughs) sir, you have my attention. (laughs) Yeah, I think Javier. I think Javier Bardem would be great at it. Um, Awesome. Yeah, he's doing. He's in Dune, Dune Two. Uh, I don't know if his character survives till the next Dune, but uh, uh, yeah, hey. I, I think he would be great in it. Yes, I'll give you. Don't a, spoil I'll let it. you in on a secret. Don't, don't spoil it. He does. <laughs> don't spoil it. You spoil it. No, it's fine. Uh, I would assume he did. I mean, of course no. he does. He's too much. Yeah. He's too important of a character to like keep going. Yeah. Um, Dune, Dune Two, very excited for. Uh, oh my I just god, I'm say so that right ready. Now. I was so yep. pissed when they pushed it back. I was like, just. You evil people. Yeah. You bastards. You bastards. Why did you... Look Look what you made me do. Yeah. <laughs> look what you made me do. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what is that from? Anchorman, I say. I don't know. It has a Will Ferrell infle- inflection to it, so I just oh, always assume it's it, from... It sounds like it's from something. I don't know. <laughs> look what you made me do. No. What do you say? Uh... Is it is it Mega Mind? I think it is. Uh, it, uh, it sounds like something. Oh man, Mega Mind is so funny. good. Mega Man's very good. Mega Get Mind. back, you Get savages! Back, you savages! Oh my god! I hadn't seen that movie forever, and we watched it while we were on while we were on vacation one time, and AJ hadn't seen it ever, and do we died laughing. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Oh, it's that so good, so it's great. funny. It's underrated. Like no one, really no one ever talks is. about it, but it's really good. Dude, David Cross is the sidekick. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my god, so um, good. What was I? Oh, you know what I watched the other night? Um, while I'm thinking about it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, sorry, I was reading something. Uh, what? Um, what I watched the other night? I'm I'm gonna watch Scream Six probably. Ooh, um, maybe not tonight. But um, 
at some point this week because I've been I've been uh, I w- I've seen all the Scream movies up until four, but I heard four was bad, so I skipped four and watched five because five is when it gets good again, which mm-hmm. is like most franchises apparently. Yeah, uh, weird, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I watched the fifth one the other night. That one's good. Um, I'm really excited for the sixth one. Okay. Uh, it takes place in New York. I'm really stoked to watch that. But yeah, five is good. Jack Quaid is in it. Um, oh, I love Jack Quaid. It's, it's good. Uh, yeah, it's very good. I love I love how meta the the series has become, uh, and it's yeah. it's it's really fun. Uh, slasher it movies is. are so satisfying, and I love that Scream is like, yeah, there's some suspension of disbelief in like sort of like the phone mechanics, and yes. like there's some scenes where it's like. <laughs> If he was that close to her on the phone, he would. She would have heard his voice through uh, the door. So through the door, yeah, exactly. But if you're able to look past that stuff, it's it is a very grounded, just kind of like guy with a knife. Uh, yeah, movie still. Those are my favorite. I, yeah, it's still very killer very satisfying to watch. Oh no, there's a killer in the woods. I'm like, yes, let's watch these yeah. teenagers get murdered. Yeah, it's fun because like, and and there's an aspect of it that makes it a little bit more fun and a little bit more tense than like a Michael Myers or like a Jason right. Voorhees because you know it's just a person. So like, you there is that element of like, oh man, all they have to do is do this, and they could you know yeah. they could hurt him, you know they could fight yeah, back. Yeah. And I think when the filmmakers are good, they know how to exactly. <laughs> he feels pain. He's not just like yeah. an unstoppable moving yeah, exactly. machine. It's, yeah, you know? exactly. it's not Jason Voorhees that keeps coming yeah, exactly. back to life to murder teenagers that have sex in the woods. Yeah, no, he's just some crazy guy. So like, uh, yeah. it is cool to like watch like watch how the filmmakers decide when and where to like actually allow him to get hurt and all that kind of stuff. It's really interesting. Yeah, that's what makes um, it unique, and I like that. Yes. Okay, what else we got here? A twenty four, that musical from A twenty four. Dicks. Dicks. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, it's called Dicks. Yeah. Dicks. God, it looks so funny. Yeah. Um, it looks it looks really great. The trailer for that looks good. If you haven't seen it, uh, go watch it. There's a lot of improvisers in there. Uh, it looks great. Um, Speaking of Scream, Scream Seven is the works is in the works with Happy Death Day director and talks to Helm. Oh, great. I heard uh, Happy Death Day is really good. I haven't Dude, seen it. Happy Death Day is awesome. Really? Okay. I highly re- haven't I seen the second it. one. Can't speak to the second one, but the first one is so much fun. Okay. Got AJ's you. not normally a horror fan, and she loved it. Um, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I should watch it. It sounds so. It's it sounds like it's great. a horror movie, but not but like it's a horror movie for horror fans, but it's also a movie for non horror fans, but in a good way, if that makes sense. You know, it kind of rides the line in a way that it, it's it's good. I like it. Mm-hmm. Would um, recommend. Zack Snyder uh, says he hopes to release a director's cut of Sucker Punch. Why? Um, one yeah one at, one begs the question why? Uh, <laughs> it didn't really need one. Yeah, I know there's a lot of stuff left on the cutting room floor, but like I also don't know if the stuff that you're gonna put in there is gonna actually help make sense of the plot. Yeah, no, there, no, it's not great. I will Um, say this for Sucker Punch: it is a great movie to do when you want to clean the house, and you're like, oh sure, yeah, I'm gonna clean during this. You're like, oh look at girls and whatever dancing around. All right, cool. We're just gonna go ahead and clean the kitchen, and then the, the minute you hear the music to like go into the action sequences, then it's like, all right, I'm gonna watch this for a while. Then you watch the action sequences, you're like, that was fire. And then you go back to cleaning the kitchen. Yeah. That's what That is what it's there for. Yeah, that's what it's there for. Speaking of action movies that are not, that don't drag, Mm -hmm. I started, uh, I was too tired to finish it last night, but I started Super Cop with Jackie Chan. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That double-decker bus scene where he's holding on by the umbrella. (laughs) Yep. That's how you make an action movie. 
Yeah. Jackie Chan, man, he's still going strong in his 60s. Dude, killing it. Like, do you know that most of his films he makes do not get released over here? Yeah. And it makes me mad because they don't even get to streaming over here. And I'm like, dude, that's prime Jackie Chan content that we're missing out on. And I, for one, am offended and hurt (laughs) and shocked and betrayed and betrayed and hurt. Yeah, and hurt. (laughs) Garth, would it help you if I gave you some money out of my wallet? (laughs) Your poop mouth. Poop poop mouth, Ron. (laughs) All right. Uh, All right. Should we dive into... Let's talk about the movie this week. What did we see? We saw Barbie. Greta Gerwig's Barbie. Starring... Let's um, go party. Yeah. Come on, Barbie. Let's go party. Starring Ryan... uh, Excuse me. Starring Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling... Um, a bunch of other very funny and attractive people, and um, Michael Sarah, and Michael Sarah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, go Not on, to yeah, single so, him out, I just thought it would be funny if we just singled oh, him totally. out like that because and, that seems to well, be the like movie his, does it. Constantly. It does, and it seems to be his brand of comedy these days. So I was like, right. you know, whatever. I don't think he'd be pissed at that. <laughs> and I'm also here. It's yeah, kind yeah. of his whole bit now. <laughs> his moment was awesome. All right, yeah. Alan's moment was great. Barbie, what did you? What were your expectations going in? Were you excited? Were you like hesitant? Did you? Because mm-hmm. you saw it a little bit later. I so, did. I so you uh, got I was, some of the hype at the post Barbie release hype yes. around your your you know viewing. So what? What yeah. were your? What was it? How were, yeah, I was. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to coordinate it to see it with a friend who was very busy. That didn't work out. So. Um, uh, I ended up just going and seeing it uh, 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 during a matinee mm. earlier this week. Um, my expectations were um, I, I expected it to be good because everyone was saying as such. Um, I expected it to be funny because everyone was saying it was funny. Um, I expected all the acting to be good because the cast is really great. Uh, there were some a few things I didn't know what to expect. I didn't I didn't know what to expect from the story, mm-hmm. um, the tone. Um, I you know the trailer uh, the trailers did a good job of telling you hey this is a comedy and hey this is going to be um, fun but it didn't really capture like for me it didn't really like give away like what the central sort of feeling the movie was going to leave you with was mm-hmm. which I thought was great um, and it also didn't tell me the entire story which is also great right. um, so yeah I was really uh, excited to see it and um, was uh, hoping that it lived up to the hype and. I will say this: I it met my expectations. Um, uh, the I think the the hype exceeds it uh, a little bit, um, okay. but I'm not. I'm not. It's not. This is not a movie. I, like this is not <laughs> a movie I'm prepared to hate on because of that. Uh, <laughs> because I think what the mo- I think the movie is an important movie, and right. I think what it's saying, uh, most of what it's saying, is really good and really important. Um, I think some of the execution of of laying some of those uh, things out is a little clunky at times and a little uh, on the nose for my taste sometime throughout it. But um, I think all in all, I think this to make a movie about Barbie that is attempting on the face of it to be very subversive and very um, um, communicative of some pretty deep points and stuff like that. I think it's executed very well all the way around. Um. Yeah, I I thought it it met my expectations thoroughly, and uh, yeah, I I liked it a lot. What about you? Uh, I saw it opening weekend. Okay, <laughs> very different so, experience. <laughs> yes. So I didn't get any. I just saw the reviews. 
Gotcha. And then okay. I was like, all right, let's do it. So I saw Oppenheimer the day the day of, and then I went with uh-huh. AJ that night. And um, I think, yeah, I think the hype was well earned. Mm-hmm. I I didn't know what to expect story wise. You know, like I agree mm-hmm. with you. The trailer didn't tell me the entire story, which a lot of right. trailers do these days because they're so desperate for you to go to the movies mm-hmm. that they're like, "We'll tell you exactly what you're gonna see," and it's like, "That's stop. <laughs> That's it's not, not how, what I want. <laughs> it's not how you sell a movie." Um. So. You know, I, I wasn't sure what I was in for, though. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, and I was looking forward to that because, like I said, you know, there, um, it's rare these days to get a movie like that where you don't know what you're getting into going in. Um, yeah, I, I did have some problem with certain moments in the pacing, um, mm-hmm. but I have read about them. And I understand why they're in there. Mm-hmm. I still don't disagree. I still don't agree with it, you know, because mm-hmm. it's it really kind of kills it, kills the momentum at at times. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not enough. Like again, it's not enough for me to be like, I hate this movie. Right, right. <laughs> no, it would, the you movie would have why? to do a lot to make me hate it. Because <laughs> this movie's really not for me. Right, that's true too. Because <laughs> like, I there's have definitely a stuff Barbie in nor there. Nor am I for... a toxic Ken. Right. <laughs> like, you know? I mean, I, yeah, I think there's there, there's stuff in here that's for me and for everyone, yes. but it's oh, not. I'm sure. not the target demo of this oh, movie. No, no, by no. any means. No, and again, uh, I'm not saying that there aren't lessons in there for me to sure, learn. Yeah. Like, you know, I totally get it. You know, I'll never play guitar at someone ever again. <laughs> at someone is very funny. <laughs> weaponized. Yeah, uh, weaponized. I know a fair dudes that we went to APU with that uh, weaponized oh, their guitar playing. <laughs> man, yes, absolutely. Anytime you're at a party, you just see some random dude. You're just like, "Oh God, damn it!" Like, would everyone like to hear me play guitar now? <laughs> How about uh, we turn this into a worship group? Get out of here, Eric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're in college. We're trying to drink. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh. No. I. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was yeah. good. I really, really enjoyed all the practical stuff in it. You know, hundred yes. percent. When they could have gone full CGI fantasy with yes. it, they decided to go grounded, and I was like, "That's so much better." And it's yeah. so nice seeing this day and age of runaway CGI that I'm like, "Let's just get back to like practical stuff again." You know? Yes. Like it sells better on screen if you can build it and make it look like realistic. You know, if you can't, then use CGI to augment it, but don't like use CGI to create it. Yeah. You know, um, um, but I, no, I, totally I liked agree. it. There's so many of the great little in jokes that they had about Barbie, uh, you know, mm-hmm. about Ken's. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought it was very cute, very cheeky, very. Uh, and just, you know, honestly, it's one of those that I, it's one of those movies that I go, I look forward to when my niece is old enough to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking forward to watching that with her. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, totally. Um, let, so let's talk about some of the elements of this movie, shall yes, we? Yes, let's do um, it. What did we think of, uh, so what did we think of... Margot Robbie as stereotypical Barbie. Let's talk about Barbie herself. Uh, Stereotypical Barbie. I thought she was great. 
Yeah. Um, I thought she nailed it. Great. I mean, how, you know, she, she's perfect. <laughs> like she's, they would, she's yeah. perfect as Barbie. Like, how do you not like get that audition and just go, yep, we're done. It's crazy that like when, uh, you know, there's like a handful of these people and uh, that come along every generation, but there's like two or three, four, two or three to five people who just are like Hollywood seems to find these people who are incredibly charismatic very 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 talented actors mm-hmm. and are also the most beautiful people you've ever seen right. oh my god like they like, seem to dude, be able to find up, <laughs> saw an article when margot robbie was in wolf of wall street and they yeah. were like this woman was created by cgi and it was clickbait and i looked at it and i was like i don't know if that's true yeah but based on the way she looks i'm not in a position to argue against it it's crazy like, like she's so attractive like just ar- arbitrarily objectively like yeah. human standards of beauty like what the hell it's crazy yeah and she's so talented like she's given um a lot a lot a lot to do in this movie she's basically the only character in this movie who emotes really Mm -hmm. uh there's like two other characters who don't get introduced into like really into like the second act of the movie um like two human characters that that emote a a little bit uh uh, who who emote as well and do a great job america ferrera and well the uh, the other actress oh uh she was Uh, great what was her name? Oh man, what I should was have her looked this name? up. I'm so sorry. I was yeah. ill prepared. I was just caught My up talking. Fault. It's not your fault. I have an entire window, like half of my screen right now, is open to IMDb. <laughs> I should be doing this. <laughs> um, all right, where is she? Load, load, load. Who is this? Where is she? Barbie, 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 Barbie. Here we go. <laughs> like, oh, it'll be um, easy to find them. It's Barbie, 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 Barbie. Mage can, yeah. can, 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 can. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this should be easy. Nope, nope, nope. Where's America Forever? Don't do this to me. And I did not want to click on John Cena. I know he was in this movie. <laughs> did you know that John Cena was in the movie? <laughs> did you see John Cena in the movie? Um, okay, I love all these guys that are like, Barbie's Bob Blush trying to take down Dr. John. Would you call John Cena? <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, uh, sorry. Uh, Ariana Greenblatt. Ariana Greenblatt. Yes, she's great. She plays. Uh, apparently, she plays young Gamora in Avengers: Infinity War. I didn't know that. Oh, cool. that was her. Good she's for her. She's up. also in. Um, she's also in the movie Sixty Five with uh, Adam Driver, which no one saw. Oh, um, she was in that too. Yeah, where, where Adam Driver crashes on a planet, but it's Earth sixty five million years ago, and he has to fight yes. aliens with an assault rifle for some reason. Yes. Because survival. She's, al- <laughs> she's also in in the Heights. She has a role in that. Uh, she's in the ah. upcoming Borderlands movie. Oh, dude, uh, she's on yeah, fire she'll, right she'll now. Be Good around. for her. Yeah, she'll be around for a while. Killing it, girl. Get yeah, after she's it. great. Um, yeah, but um, Margot Robbie has is asked to do a lot emotionally in this movie, and she crushes it. She's oh, compelling absolutely. and believable the whole time. Well, she carries um, the audience. Yes, you know, uh, we are you- Barbie. Yes. Um, what about, uh, let's, let's shift to Ken. Let's shift to, uh, Ryan Gosling. How do we feel Ryan about Gosling him? Ryan Gosling did a great job. Yeah, I think so too. And I love Another- all the backlash <laughs> where people are like, he's too old. He's like, none of you cared about Ken before this movie. A hundred percent. Like, yes. Uh, it's 100%. No one cares about Ken. He doesn't 100%. even have a job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love, and Will Ferrell's character actually says that. He's like, we're never yeah. worried about Ken. <laughs> yeah, we're never worried about Ken. Um, yeah, Ryan Gosling does a great job. He's another person who's an incredibly talented, charismatic, and incredibly good-looking person. Uh, he's great in this. 
<laughs> yeah, he, he he's just he's really good. Um, he's you can tell he's very and in, in very intelligent guy, but he's very good at playing an idiot, which is like not an easy thing to do. No, um, he plays an very... idiot in a very smart way mm-hmm. because there are people that have been in movies with Will Ferrell. I, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like it. I'm not gonna say they're the same, but it's like mm-hmm. the way Chris Farley played an idiot. Yes, it's intelligently done. Yeah, it's done with purpose. It's done with reason. Mm-hmm. It's done with you know poignancy. Yeah, like it just yeah. Yeah, no, he's 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 terrific in this. Uh, he he doesn't um, early on in the movie he doesn't have a ton to say in in terms of like dialogue, but like he his his motivation and what he wants is always very clear. He, it's all on his face. Like he he does a really good job in this movie of like also emoting in a way that we're not used to seeing from Ryan Gosling, like being mm-hmm. more animated and that kind of stuff. I yeah. thought he was great. I thought he yeah. was great. Oh, in I this. loved him. I loved him. Uh, Simu Liu as uh, rival yes, as, Ken. Yeah, as Get rival Ken. So he was great. Funny. So funny. Um, I thought. Yeah, all the Kens and Barbies are all very good. Um, everyone feels like they're um, doing the same type of thing, yes. and it doesn't feel disjointed and weird. Which all the uh, is a testament feel to the uniform, director, which I like yes. because it very feels consistent. like Barbies are Barbies and Kens are Kens. Yes. The Kens always respond the same way Kens do, and Barbies always yes. respond the same way Barbies do. And I'm like, that's I like this. This is fun. Yeah. Totally. You instantly know the rules of Barbie World. Yep. Or Barbie Land, or whatever they yes. call it. Barbie Land, I think Uncle, is what it was. Uncle Corner. I don't what's yeah. it called? Barbie World, Barbie Land. I don't know. Yeah. What'd you think of um before we uh, so there's some other characters I want to talk about, but I think it'd it'd be better to talk about the plot first. Sure. So um I'll just do a very brief plot thing. Um, Barbie it, it starts to feel weird and feel out of place in Barbie land. She starts thinking about death and all kinds of weird stuff. You've seen that part in the trailer. She leaves Barbie land in hopes to um, discover the truth about the, the girl who plays with her doll self at, at, in the real world. So she uh, leaves after having a conversation with weird Barbie. I played by Kate McKinnon. Um, so good. She goes, to the, she goes to the real world and discovers that it's uh, a horrifying place. Uh, she thinks that it, it's like Barbie land, and it is not. It is run by men and under a system of patriarchy where uh, women, she says uh, women hate women, men hate women, everyone hates women. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and then so uh, she is, uh, wants nothing but to go back and just be in Barbie land. Um, Ken, uh, on the other hand, loves that he's respected as a man in this world and is not just a Ken, but he's 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 simply good enough being a Ken. You know what I mean? Being a man is simply good enough. I love the line later on in the movie when Tom and the Kens are talking and <laughs> Ryan Gosling's Ken just goes... I don't know. I'm not real sure. It's like once I found out it wasn't the patriarchy wasn't really about horses as much. I, I kind of lost interest. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. To some effect, like that. I, 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 you know, I paraphrase, but like. No, I think that was yeah. Such, that was pretty close. I think you nailed such it. Such a great line. It, yeah, it's a, it is a great line. Um, yeah, which is you know, uh, yeah. There's a there's some d- deep stuff going on, and there. It, to that note, some of the dialogue, and we'll circle back to this because I want to get through the plot, but some of the dialogue uh, left, uh, I feel like, was a little bit more heavy-handed than it needed to be, but we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Ken goes back and turns Barbie Land into Ken Kingdom, his kingdom, uh, and basically introduces his what he thinks the patriarchy his is mojo, to Jojo Barbie Casa Land. House. 
Yeah, and builds these. <laughs> he takes over all the Barbie dream houses and makes them Mojo Jojo Casa houses. Uh, you know, these bachelor pads or whatever. And basically, uh, for lack of a better term, subjugates all the women of Barbie Land and um, Barbie. Uh, and weird Barbie, so stereotypical Barbie, Margot Robbie, weird Barbie, plus uh, the the mother and daughter team who are the owners of Barbie's doll version come to Barbie Land, and they're going to rescue Barbie Land from the grips of the patriarchy and the from misfit the, Barbies. Yeah, and all Ken. the misfit Barbies, the discontinued Barbies, uh, are going to um, rescue uh, uh, all of the now subjugated oh, Barbies and of Barbie. We Land. can't forget the importance. Oh, of and Alan. Alan and Alan. We can't played forget by, uh, Alan. <laughs> We can't forget Alan, played by um, Michael Sarah. Uh, yeah, so that's that's loosely the plot. Oh, and also Will Ferrell is around playing the CEO of Mattel for some reason. Um, we'll get to that. Uh, I guess we can start there. Uh, yeah. We've covered the plot. Yeah. Why is Will Ferrell in this movie? Why to be Will Ferrell? <laughs> and I ask that because. Uh, one, if I have if I have a handful of qualms with this movie, and I don't know that I have a handful, but I'm just assuming that I might. Um, one of them is definitely, I think, the Will Ferrell Mattel section of this movie. Anytime it's doing anything with that, feels very weird and tacked on and not necessary. Oh, see, um, I disagree. Really? Yes, I think okay. it works. I okay, like what did you like it. about you it? You need Will Ferrell and his henchmen goons, but you can't have it be too serious. It has to. So I think Will Ferrell is a perfect choice because mm-hmm. he can have that kind of goofy, menacing thing to him, you know, the villainous hoo 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 hoo. And that's what Barbie needs. Barbie doesn't need a real villain. The real villain is inside you all along. But, um, right. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I thought it worked. I didn't feel like it felt tacked on. I felt like it was, hmm. it was, it had, I felt like the scenes that you're talking about are the two scenes with the older ladies that slowed the plot down like the energy mm-hmm. down that's where yeah. i was like these feel tacked on the barbie like corporate that office too, scenes yeah. i mm-hmm. didn't have a problem with yeah so the reason the reason why i feel like will ferrell the all that stuff was tacked on because ultimately will ferrell's character and the henchmen don't really serve to move the plot in any way they don't even really affect the plot in any way they're just kind of like there to be also there like because Ken and the patriarchy becomes the villain of the movie. Like that's right. the, that's what they have to ultimately uh, rectify at the end of the movie. And Will Ferrell is kind of not even there for the like. He's there initially. They like follow Barbie back to Barbie Land, but they don't really do anything. They're just kind of there briefly in the the big brawl that happens on the beach, and then they just kind of disappear until the plot resolves. And then once the plot resolves, Will Ferrell's back. Like, oh, okay, cool. It's over now. All right, cool. He's kind of just there to make jokes here and there, but it's like, I don't know. To me, it was a little bit distracting because it was like, my thing is like, if you're going to have, if you're going to introduce this idea of like Mattel as this like, you know, evil corporation or whatever, like one, I don't think they were evil enough in terms of like, Will Ferrell seemed to like be sometimes kind of a good guy, but sometimes an evil guy. And I just think they needed to like pick one or like at least make his motivations more clear so I understand what he's there to do. Sure. Um, because I just feel like he's there just cause. And like, I feel like this movie already has so much going on in the way of like, hey, we're trying to convey some messages here. It just felt a little bit distracting. That was just my read of okay. it. Um, okay. I would have liked, like, why didn't Will Ferrell work with, like, why, if Will Ferrell is going to be this corporate greed guy, right? 
uh, and he sees that the new version of Ken and like all the new Barbies that are that are being birthed from the the Barbie land patriarchy, he should be trying to work with Ken and like trying to like empower right. Ken. Like they should be a team. Like right. they should be like you know what I mean. Like he should be working to manipulate Ken and, and getting and getting Ken to like double down and be like, yeah, you feel respected, don't you? This is all great. Like he should be doing that, but he's kind of just not. He's kind of just like. <laughs> tertiary and like not really affecting the plot at all so it seemed a little bit like superfluous to me but yeah that was that was my gripe with the will ferrell thing i'm always happy to see will ferrell i just thought he was misused i feel like there was a missed opportunity with that character okay Um, i can see that but yeah respectfully Uh, disagree but i could see that uh (laughs) um yeah uh let's see um, what did we feel about um, the, the two human characters, America Ferreira and her daughter, the uh, owners of uh, Stereotypical Barbie? I thought they were good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked them. Um, it was yeah. it was good to have like the, there was a lot going on in this movie. <laughs> yes, um, the mother daughter story I think was handled well. Yeah, you know it wasn't too much. It was just enough. It was also it brought some comedy to it. It brought some heart to it. You know, it's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I liked it too. I think you need, you definitely needed those characters. I kind of wish we had more of those characters from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of doing the weird, so the, so the weird opening, the, you know, the, the, um, it's 20, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey opening with the Barbie, yes. uh, the, the trailer thing, I think that should have just been the trailer. Um, I don't think that should have been the beginning of the movie. I think we should have started with America Ferrera's character. I don't think it was super important to the plot that, like, the fact that it wasn't uh, the younger girl's Barbie, but it was actually America Ferrera's Barbie. I don't think that twist was, like, consequential enough to justify it. I think this movie probably would have resonated a little bit harder uh, if... Or at least the stuff they were trying to do with the the two human leads, uh, I think would have hit harder if we had established that it was their Barbie, and like just mm. had that knowledge, you know, Toy Story style. Um, right. I think because I think I think we needed a little bit more of like how Barbie and the idea of Barbie affected their lives. I think we needed to see that a little bit more. Um, in order for what they end up doing, because I love what they end up doing in the in the third act with those two characters, because it, it instead of just having you know blonde perfect you know thin Barbie be the hero of the story, the uh, the people who are inspired by Barbie who are not physically quote unquote perfect are the people who are the heroes of the story. I loved that, but I think in order for that for me for that to hit harder, I think we needed to spend some more time with them in the beginning. We didn't need the big like. I don't think we needed the, you know, the monolith sequence in the beginning. I think you could have cut that and like had it had it just be straight up like this is their family Barbie and like uh, have them, you know, have maybe a montage of like America Ferrera's character playing with Barbie and like seeing what it meant to her and then seeing a little bit of the disconnect between America Ferrera trying to introduce it to her daughter and the daughter not being uh, uh, receptive to it. And then that's when our story picks up and then we see the effects of that affecting our Barbie. Uh, I think that that would have been stronger, but that's just my that's just my qualm with it. Yeah, I think the reveal of it being America Ferrera's Barbie was actually really good just because I watched Mm -hmm. it with a lady. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And and I, you know, talked to a couple other people since then and they've said they really appreciated that moment where it's like, you know, because God 
guys in culture, we just get to play all the time. You know, like we're mm-hmm. seen as like, oh, we can do all this stuff, but like women are supposed to, you know, obviously I don't want to go into it, but like we know that the pressures that, that society puts on women. And so there is, but there isn't this whole extra thing where it's like, yeah, you can do, you can play creatively. You know what I mean? And totally, so to yeah. be told that as a message for some people that I knew was very powerful. And that mm-hmm. reveal kind of really worked for them on mm-hmm. a level that I thought was – watching them – it didn't really do anything for me. I was like, oh, that's oh, that's a cool, fun, like, hmm, okay. But mm-hmm. like to see the way it impacted other people, I was like, oh, that's actually kind of an important part of the movie, you know, yeah. is to say that you have that. Um, the opening sequence with 2001 A Space Odyssey – uh, I don't know if I agree with you or disagree with you on whether it needed to be there. I thought it was hilarious. I laughed my ass off. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if we t- hadn't seen it in the trailer already, I probably oh, yeah. would have been a little bit more forgiving well, of it. Yeah, I didn't really watch the trailers, though. Oh, okay. So Yeah, that was the first... I think that was the first <laughs> teaser of the movie was just that opening sequence. Mm. Uh, and, and I don't think it included the narration. It was just, like, the visuals of it, like... The, the kids playing around and then there's a giant they did Barbie. It dirty. Yeah. You shouldn't lead like that. Right. Like you don't <laughs> yeah. ruin a you I, don't ruin a you don't ruin a reveal like that. Hundred percent. I thought it was like if looking at be- you freaking Mission Impossible Dead <laughs> Reckoning. Hundred <laughs> uh, percent. Granted, it uh, uh, to be fair to Barbie, it wasn't the big third act like no. action scene. But no. uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what else we got in here to talk about? Um, uh, what else is there? Uh, yeah, I guess we could talk about a little bit. We talked about it a little bit already, but I loved the sort of you talked about it. I loved the artwork and all of the the production design and all that. I thought yeah. it was a really nice take the, and like a the really... travel sequences were my favorite. Oh yeah, they were great. Just because uh, they figured out a way to like, I've been obsessed with watching how they made all that stuff. Yeah, and it's like I'm like, we... it's crazy. So it's good. So much craft. It's that so good. to me. Now, yeah. that to me is movie magic. Uh-huh. That's movie magic. CGI, I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's too easy now. Mm-hmm. But that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, thinking creatively about how to like make it in real life, but make it look like it's I'm just like, that is movie magic right there. Yeah. Um yeah, this man. The movie had so much going on. I, I thought I liked all of the narrator stuff. I thought that was good. Um I liked the the sort of the device of like the like the music was really good. I oh, thought the music, the music was, was utilized really well. Um. Uh. Yeah, I liked that they really stuck to like the toyness of it all, mm-hmm. and so even when they had the big third act brawl scene, it wasn't really action. Like there weren't real weapons. No one was in any real danger. Because <laughs> here's the thing: Kens don't have real weapons. They don't come with right. weapons. It's not like yeah. it's like it's not like you're mixing Kens with your brother, like with the older brother's GI Joe, like my sisters had mm-hmm. to do, where it's like my 12 inch GI Joes were with, would play with the Barbies. Sometimes, sometimes mm-hmm. Ken would up with, end up with an assault rifle. I, you know, who knows, but it's like, I yeah. love that. It was all just <laughs> like tennis balls. And like, yeah. Harm, basically um, harmless stuff. <laughs> uh, I don't really have much else on the movie. So like, I'll give my one last kind of like qualm with it. Mm-hmm. I feel like there were a lot of speeches in the third act. Um, And I feel like the movie obviously has some very important things to say. And I think it said a lot of those things throughout the course of the movie. I feel like there may be 
like one or two, maybe even three too many speeches at the end of this movie. Okay. Uh, because there is a law of diminishing returns with like characters giving long monologues. Yeah. And if if four, if three or four different characters give a monologue, it's kind of undercuts the importance of all of them. Right. Um, I think Barbie's is the best one. The Margot Robbie one is fantastic. Right. Uh, and uh, the emotion of it is all insane <laughs> and great. Um, but then for her, like for then her to then have another one given to her by the the creator of Barbie, uh, and, and then America Ferrera gives a speech. It just felt like a, Ken gives a speech. It all <laughs> it felt very like it felt like studio intervention to me. It felt like mm. well. I think we need to know that what everybody's learned here. Yeah. Everyone uh, needs let's to get... share about what they learned today. Yeah, and I just feel like it was a little too after-school special. Not in what they were saying, because, I again, I think the messages are, are accurate and important. And, and the speeches are good. Like, all of them are written well and performed well. It just it felt like there was a few too many for me. Sure. Like, I, th- I feel like the movie needed one final. And the one Margot Robbie gave was so amazing. I'm like, just give her that one and let's go home. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was my only other qualm with the movie. But other than that, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I yeah I thoroughly enjoyed this. Uh, I I can't imagine there would be a sequel to this. Um, but no. who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Killian Murphy has always has already gone on record saying he wants to be he wants to be a Ken. What what is the story like? How do you do a I sequel don't, to no, this? You don't. You don't. Like, please leave this alone. Just don't. Leave it alone. Make it a one-shot. It doesn't need to be a universe or a shared universe of Barbie. There already is that. They're animated movies. Yeah. I really hope they don't do anything to, like, monkey with this. Like, I hope they just leave it alone. I I really don't think... I think a sequel would kind of, like, undercut this movie. I don't think you Mm -hmm. need another sequel. Because this movie is not about... This movie is not about, oh... Wouldn't it be fun if there was a live action Barbie? Let's let's see a fun romp and adventure about that. This movie's more important than that. So you it, like it doesn't need a sequel. You know what no, I mean? No, it doesn't. We don't need the further adventures of Barbie. Like the movie was not about that. <laughs> the movie's a meditation on a bunch of different real life themes and like uh, we don't need uh, the further adventures of Barbie in order to see that. I think this movie just needs to exist as it is. But, you know, Hollywood Loves their money. In its and, uh, infinite it's, wisdom, yeah. we'll just beat something into the ground for no reason. Yep, That's what they're 100%. trying to do with Lord of the Rings right now. <laughs> yeah. You remember this from the early 2000s? Don't you still like us? Don't you still want this product? No. I mean, no, I'm yes, good, but not the way you're doing it. Stop ruining yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Actually take the time to make something good, and then we'll fucking talk. Like, Jesus. Yes, yeah, 100%. I cool. don't just mean uh, that about Lord of the Rings. I mean, I'm just going to sharpen my axe real quick. I mean, about anything. Yeah. Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Lord of the Rings, Marvel at this point, you know. Yep. <clears throat> I'm like, good Lord, guys, just <laughs> stop beating it to death. Let it breathe. Yeah. <laughs> Please, no more shtick. Stick. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Uh, anything else on, on the movie note. before we get out of here? Uh, no, man. I am all done. Uh, I'm excited for the uh, for Fast. Uh, sorry, Fast and the Furious. <laughs> <laughs> My brain is done. Uh, Fantastic Four casting. 
Uh, yeah. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully they usher in. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Uh, I watched Secret Wars. We don't have to do a whole bunch in it. Um, I felt really bad that everybody Secret was really, Invasion. Secret Invasion, excuse me. Yeah. I felt really bad that everybody was really trying their hardest to make it good, and it just was not good. Yeah. You know, it's um, painful to watch, truthfully. Like, I, like Moon Knight, I'll probably watch again when I feel like it, you know, whatever, here yeah. and there. But, like, that's not one that I think I'll ever even put on, even if it's in the background when I clean, just because I'm like, it's right. just so painful to watch them all struggle against a script that doesn't want it. It's like watching, it's like watching episode two yeah. <laughs> of the Star Wars movies. It's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, it's like someone went like, all right, guys, uh, we're all here. Just to let you know, going into this, uh, it's a TV show. We've got a very limited budget uh, to tell this story, but we're going to try our best to tell this story. Oh, and also, there is no story, so... <laughs> there is no story, and what little story we have, we're going to save yeah. until the last two episodes, do a full episode of one, and then do 45 minutes of everything crammed in at the very end. Yeah. Because we don't know how to pace it out. <laughs> so what's going to happen for the first five episodes? Well, maybe Samuel Jackson will... Have a couple scenes arguing. Maybe he'll have a beanie on. Maybe he'll have Maybe. his eye patch on. Maybe he won't. <laughs> Maybe he won't. <laughs> Maybe you'll see. Maybe that's the mystery the of it, right? <laughs> Bob, please stop yelling at me. Oh, Rhodey's a scroll. How long has that been? Ah, it oh matter. my god, that was the one I. Mm. No, you yeah. did bad, Marvel. Yes, you did bad and the whole thing the director's like i think he's been a scroll since civil war i'm like i will roll up a newspaper and i will swat you on the nose no. so hard absolutely yeah. not no bad yeah you did it wrong you go out you go to the bathroom outside yeah another thing and that was another thing uh, uh that i thought didn't need to be a twist like you could establish at the beginning of the show hey Rhodey is now a scroll and that's just part of the tension of the show. It didn't yeah. have to be, ooh, when did he become a scroll? Because ultimately, you can't really answer that without turning everything on its head. No, so like they, they just didn't answer think, it. That's what I didn't like. The whole director's yeah. like, I think he's been. It's like, no, you don't get to say that. You're not yeah. Kevin Feige. Yeah. You don't get to make these rules. I'm sorry. You're mm -hmm. a director. Direct. Keep your opinions to yourself. Shut mm -hmm. up. Yeah. Also, if you think you did a good job, sir, you did not. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know what good Samuel L. Jackson acting looks like. I know what good Amelia Clark acting looks like. And you mm -hmm. did not get you did not get it. That was your yeah. one job. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It was I'll very... get off my soapbox now and stop. No, no, no there are a lot of I've problems. Upset, with... I've upset my dog. I've upset me. <laughs> my neighbor it's across so the hot. Hall. Yeah, it's so hot. <laughs> Milk was All right, a bad man. choice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get out of here. Let's do uh, it. People can find you online. You can find me online. All right. You can find episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular. Uh, you can find me online at Asan Made It. Uh, great. Thanks for uh, joining me again this week, Derek. And we will see y'all next week. <laughs>